0: In recent years, the people of China have experienced a booming interest in religion. This is especially visible at Christmas time when Western expressions of Christmas, both Christian and secular, surface in malls and in the media. But is this just another way of exporting Western culture? And are Western mission efforts in danger of simply exporting another colonial Western view of what Christian Christmas should look and feel like? Hi, my name is Dan Dick, and this is Church Matters. And just a note to listeners, we're not in our usual studio space today, so there may be some background noise that you don't normally hear. Joining me today is Merle Beiler. Merle taught English in China from 1987 to 1989 and has served as Director of Mennonite Church Partners in China since 1990. Mennonite Partners in China is an educational exchange program of Mennonite Church Canada. Merle and his wife Ruthie also lived in Winnipeg for several years in the early 1990s. They have two adult children. Welcome to the Church Matters studio, Merle, and welcome back to Winnipeg. Thank you, Dan. It's a pleasure for me to be here. I want to start our conversation simply by asking you to paint a picture of religious and spiritual vitality in China. In general terms, are people open and curious or closed and defensive
1: towards the life and work of the Church? I think people today in the West are quite aware of the economic changes that have happened in China during the past several decades and how much life has changed for for the Chinese people. What they might not be as aware of is that the last few decades have seen uh, an incredible amount of interest uh, in religion and in the growth of religion. It's quite different in China from the 1950s to the 1970s when religions were oppressed and for at least a. You know, period of time, uh, they were completely banned. But today, belief systems, especially like Confucianism, which were severely attacked by the uh, the Communist Party, um, today uh, a lot of people in China are, and even the government, is looking to Confucian traditions uh, to provide a system of values and, and ethics for people. Uh, the birthday of Confucius is again celebrated today. There are a number of very popular self-help TV programs and books that are making use of the writings of Confucius. At the same time, Buddhism uh, has been energized. Probably more than 100 million followers of Buddhism in China today. And even folk religion, which is often attacked by the government as superstition, has been rejuvenated, especially in, in rural areas. Even government officials are consulting fortune tellers and there are local temples dedicated to popular folk heroes and gods which are appearing in many small towns and cities. But in the midst of all this is this incredible and amazing story of the Christian church, how it has grown from only a handful of believers in the early 1980s uh, to literally tens of millions of people who are today following Christ in China. While Christianity is, is still viewed by many people uh, as a foreign religion and not really a serious option for belief, uh, even so, probably five to six percent of the population in China today uh, do believe in Christianity and are Christians. Merle, you spent the last Christmas in China.
0: Does Christmas dominate the culture in the same way as in North America?
1: When we were in China in the late 1980s, there was nothing present within the culture to remind you that it was a Christmas season. Christmas Day was just like any other day, and we taught our university classes as normal. Compared to the 1980s, what one sees now is quite different, especially in larger cities. Christmas still isn't a holiday. It's still viewed as something Western and foreign. In rural areas and in small cities, you really don't see very much at all that would remind you that it's Christmas time. And probably the majority of the people living there have little idea or experience with Christmas other than what they might see on TV or in movies or something. Uh, But in larger cities, it's quite different. You see Christmas trees, you see lights, you see decorations. Santa Claus is really all over the place, uh, especially in shopping malls, stores, hotels. Um, I I think what you don't see is you really don't see many of the religious images or reminders of what the origin of Christmas really is. I've heard about large churches putting on huge concerts
0: and productions in shopping malls and town squares in Chinese cities during the Christmas season. In your experience, Merle, how do Christians in the church engage and share the
1: Christmas story in China? Christmas, it's it's the most important day uh, and time of the year for the Christian church. Pastors and believers in China see Christmas as mainly an opportunity for evangelism. One pastor told me that Christmas is the the golden harvest time for the church. And the reason is is that because so many people come to the church on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day, many churches have multiple services on both days so that they can accommodate the crowds who come. And most of those who are coming are actually not even Christian. Uh, in fact, in 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 a lot of cities, I've uh, we we've seen and experienced that the police have to come, especially for the Christmas Eve service, and to be present in order to control the crowds of people who are coming to the church. Mm-hmm. People may line up for hours before a service begins. Uh, you can you can think kind of a a Black Friday kind of uh, uh, crowd and passion, and even more than that, the actual services then are a combination of music. Lights, performances, often a mixture of some Chinese dance and other cultural forms, combined with live nativity scenes. And, of course, at some point, Santa Claus always puts in an appearance as well. There is a lot of noise. Uh, And in fact, in our Western sense, if you go to a Christmas Eve or a Christmas service in China, uh, it it does really seem to be total chaos. Uh, But it's something that the people love and they want to be a part of. Uh, If you're looking for a Christmas Eve service that's quiet with soft music, reflective, you know, solemn readings, uh, you won't really enjoy the Christmas Eve service in China.
0: Now, Christmas is not
1: officially a holiday from work in China, but crowds still turn out? Oh, yes. And that's one of the reasons why the church has multiple services, both on Christmas Eve and on Christmas Day, so that even if people are working, especially the Christians and others, that they're, that they're able to come. And also a lot of university students will come to the Christmas Eve services as well.
0: So what are some of the expected and unexpected ways you've seen
1: Christmas expressed in China? Well, I could mention a, a variety of things, but just one, one interesting thing, I think, was that experience that one of our teachers had in China during her, her first year of teaching, and she was quite perplexed when on Christmas Day in her classes, suddenly after class, students were coming up to her, and each one of them was giving her uh, a nicely wrapped uh, apple. And so here in the West, we obviously have the tradition, you know, maybe of uh, an old tradition of giving an apple to your teacher. Uh, but when she ended up with more than 40 apples, she knew that something something different was going on. So she inquired and she discovered that the, the Chinese word for Christmas Eve, uh, actually literally translated, uh, means kind of evening of peace. Uh, but the sound pingan uh, is very much the same sound as pingua, which is apple in Chinese. And so for Chinese people, an apple has come to, uh, to represent Christmas Eve, and so you, you give apples uh, as, as a gift, at least in, in some places this, this does happen. So when you, when you have people celebrating or doing something at Christmas time, and they, they've never really heard the story of Jesus or what the Christmas story is about, Uh, you can have some really strange things happening. For example, some of our teachers have also been asked uh, about Santa Claus and Jesus. Some are confused. They think, well, the baby Jesus somehow grew up to be Santa Claus. And so it it takes some time to try to explain uh, what really (laughs) is the meaning behind and what is the story behind uh, behind Christmas. But it does provide our teachers and Christians in China with a a real opportunity to to share their, their faith. You
0: mentioned the word opportunity. Can you spell out a little bit more what the opportunities for the church are to be contextual in in all this hype and chaos, as you described it, that surrounds this Western holiday, but in a Chinese cultural context?
1: Well, this might seem a little strange, but actually the church is very happy uh, to make use of Christmas and everything surrounding it as an entry to introducing Christian faith to as many people as possible. It's it's really very difficult for the church uh, to be visible within Chinese society. For example, you take a a city like Chengdu, which is a city of 14 million people. However, there are really only about three or four open churches for a city of, of 14 million people. So people really don't know that there is a Christian church in their city. Many are confused and believe that only foreigners attend churches in China and that you would need English, to know English, to be able even to go to church. I've spoken with university professors in their 40s and 50s who admit that religious belief, let alone Christianity, is something that they've never ever given any consideration to in their lives. They've never thought about it. So for Christians in China, the more hype that accompanies Christmas, so much the better, because this is what attracts people. In fact, the churches do all they can to create hype and excitement about Christmas. So the louder, the noisier, the more lights, the more people, the more color, this will attract people who will come to hear a gospel message and visit church for the first time in their lives.
0: Merle, what are you hearing from our partners and church leaders in China about the Christmas story? Is there a lot of mixing of Christian and secular Christmas stories as we sometimes experience here in the West?
1: At this point, at least, uh, my experience is that pastors don't seem to be concerned about the mixing of the secular and the sacred. Again, whatever it takes to attract people, that's seen as positive. What pastors do say is that when people come to the church, they must have the opportunity to hear the real gospel message. In addition to the music and performances, there's always a very evangelistic sermon that tells the story and the reason for uh, the coming of Jesus. And the churches are really quite well organized, with dozens of volunteers who talk to those who come. They are given scripture excerpts to take home or some type of written material. They're encouraged to return to church and to connect with one of the many groups uh, that meet there. So in essence, it's, it's almost like an evangelistic crusade, uh, but definitely done in a, in a Chinese fashion. And pastors don't really seem to get uptight over seeing Santa Claus in church uh, or in the commercialism that they see around them. They view it all as free advertising for them to share their message. In your estimation, what does the future hold in store for the church in China? Well, the, the remarkable growth that has happened over the past few decades, a number of pastors are now beginning to share some concern about that growth, that it's not happening as, as quickly as, as it was in the past. Church is still growing, but they can see, at least in some areas, some slowing of that growth. But at the same time, they're also very committed to developing the church and what they describe as running the church well. They really need to emphasize discipleship, training. They talk about the need for pastors, more trained leaders. They realize that the church is very young and that a majority of the believers are our first generation The church really wants to become a a visible part of society, wants to be a viable part of society. It's interested in providing services. It wants to see better education for for youth, providing direction for them, uh, despite the very strong atheistic education that they are given. Uh, Pastors and people in the church are concerned about the tens of millions of migrant workers who have come to the cities in the past few years. In the past uh, 20 years, probably 300 million uh, people have moved from rural areas to the city, and that has increased, obviously, uh, many of the needs and the problems and the challenges for, for people living there. They need to deal with, with problems of aging, uh, when you have a one-child policy, suddenly as you, as your, your society begins to age, for the first time they begin to need to have retirement communities, nursing homes, uh, they're looking to begin uh, medical clinics uh, that provide services for people. They want to be able to respond to disasters and they're concerned about the wealth gap which, which exists. They're concerned about the environment, concerned about corruption in society. So the church really wants to become much more fully engaged in society. It wants to make Christianity uh, a real option for people as a way to give meaning to life. And the Christmas celebration is, is really an important part of that uh, for, for the church. You know, and I certainly am, and I, and and I know many others, we're, we're looking forward Uh, to the Chinese church and its growth and development and the gifts that it can bring uh, to the rest of the
0: world. Thanks very much, Merle, for this encouraging and inspiring glimpse into the church in China. I've learned a lot here. Thanks for coming into the studio and sharing your insights with our listeners. Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Mennonite Church Canada has a long-standing relationship with the Mennonite partners in China, supports long-term mission workers and English teachers there, and has established strong relationships with Chinese Christians in the church on the ground in China. You can join me again in just four weeks for another episode of Church Matters. We're here for you at 8.45 a.m. on the third Sunday of every month. We always welcome your feedback to the program, and we love to hear listener ideas for topics and themes you'd like us to cover. Dash off your email to Matters at MennoniteChurch.ca. I'm your host Dan Dick. Know that you are called, equipped and sent to be the church in the world today. May this Christmas be a blessing to you and your church. Thanks for listening. As you go out from here, may the Lord go with you. The face of God shine on you every day we are sent by God wherever we are living. So and light as people of the way.